3: conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. Okay. Lindsay Cruz is here. She is the executive director of ACM's ACM Lifting Lives. That's kind of a mouthful. <laughs> I know
4: it is. It should just be called Lifting Lives, but we, you know, we need the ACM. We're, of we're
3: course. <laughs> well, actually a lot of my listeners I'm sure are familiar with the ACMs, which is the Academy of Country Music, just because we have a lot of country music fans listening. But can you tell us a little bit about what Lifting Lives even is? This is actually the first that I'm hearing about it, which I'm shocked because oh. I live in this world. I'm like, how did I miss this?
4: Yeah, so we are the philanthropic arm. We, You know, you, you heard that. And we have been... um Operating probably since like the '80s um, as like the Academy of Country Music's charitable arm, but and then in 2007, I think we decided let's rebrand and let's become our own name. So it became the ACM Lifting Lives. And what we do is we harness the power of the country music community to provide aid in times of need, which I can talk a bit about, um, um, with a focus specifically on health-related issues. So our awesome you know colleagues across town um the music education and we focus more on music therapy
3: okay so that's that is how actually we got connected because i've been doing well it's first of all it's mental health awareness month this month or was it in may it was okay so we've moved out of that because we're in june now but that (laughs) was when we first started this conversation and You know, on the podcast, I do a lot of conversations with mental health professionals or just in general talking about my journey with mental health. And I think it's such an important topic. I think it's something we all face. And then we're really seeing that kind of exacerbated after the pandemic. And people are saying, wait a second, like, I'm not okay. And we're finally seeing that publicly be an okay topic to talk about. So have you guys sort of shifted your narrative since the pandemic or like what's happened in this community since then?
4: Well, it's interesting that you asked that. So I think, I think ACM lifting lives. And I mean, I just want to speak frankly, I think a lot of, for, for many people, they, they didn't know what we did, you know, they, weren't we weren't probably very well grounded and we weren't very good at probably publicizing what we do as a philanthropic organization. But for years, we've actually been funding organizations that help people with mental health um, services. So we the probably the first time we ever funded Porter's Call, which provides direct services, um, that was back in 2016. We've been working with Music Health Alliance for many years. So we've always been sort of in the space, but we never really talked about it, and then we operate a relief fund so and that and that also has been kind of quiet so when someone in our community you have to prove that you've been working in the country music community for over 2 years if someone faces like a serious financial hardship or a medical issue and they just cannot they can't get by financially they can apply to our fund and we would pay their bills for them basically, depending on the amount of grant that they that they needed. And we've been doing this for like over 10 years. But again, yeah. I don't think people really knew we did it. Yeah. So when the pandemic happened, we realized we're in a position to help people. I mean, we have Kimberly Schlatman of a Little Big Town, she's on Lifting Lives Board. I mean, she told me she was on a bus on Wednesday night and got a call from their manager. And another bus and said you guys just turn around like we are we're shutting down so for kimberly of course she's in a position to be like i can go home i'm gonna go home and be with my kids and i think financially like i'll be okay but it's all that like ecosystem of people that set up you know that drive the buses that do the rate you know the the sound check and hang the lights and they were all just out of work like that and so we decided that because we're in a position with our emergency relief fund to distribute grants, why don't we just open this up just to anybody who's been affected by the pandemic? When we announced we were opening our COVID response fund, it was just, I mean, we were getting hundreds of applications a day. And we, we are lucky enough, we had some very smart investment advisors on the Lifting Lives Board that, excuse me, were, had, Created a reserve account for lifting lives, so mm-hmm. we had we were sitting, we were in a financial position to help people. So we thought this is the moment. The chair of our board at the time said, "Why are we saving this for a rainy day? Like this is the rainy this day. This is the like, rainy day. Yeah, it's it's pouring rain. It's thundering. Yeah. So we said we're going to tap into our resources and we're going to help people. And again, people were just like. Bus drivers, audio engineers just said, I don't, you know, like, I don't know when my next paycheck is going to come. Like, I'm getting really worried. I mean, I have to say at first I should, I should change that because what happened was at first, I don't think anyone could foresee what was going to happen. So people were saying, gosh, I think, you know, if I could just get a little help for a couple of months until this all like, you know, blows over in two months. So we, we gave out a million dollars, like right off the bat. And people were kind of like, oh, I'm going to get back on my feet. Thank you, Listing Lives. But when we saw that this was going to continue, we reopened our fund. We, well, we basically raised a bunch of money. So we were, we did, we actually did something with Brothers Osborne. They did like a, they did a Zoom, um, um, they did a Zoom concert for us and, you know, raised something like 30,000. But, but, you know, we were just doing all these fundraisers to just try to like replenish our fund. So when we reopened the fund, it was a different, People were, you know, it was a different story. People were saying, "I am financially ruined." First, but second, like I don't know how I'm going to recover from this. Like this is my life. These road, you know, the road family is my life, and I'm sitting on a couch right now, like contemplating my life. Like I feel like a failure. I'm like, I'm connected to this, and I don't know what to do. You know, we don't know what to do. So Mm -hmm. people were saying financially, and then the next thing they were saying was mentally. They're just they're they're going down a drain. So we decided the board, you know, the board of lifting lives and the Academy of country music, you know, we decided we have the funds. So why don't, you know, let's just not send people on their way with a check for $2,000 and say, good luck. Let's say Mm. we're still here to help. What else do you need? So that's when we started providing people with these grants to help with their, you know, whether they get a therapist that they really like, And we're helping pay that bill or they need to be connected with a mental health like service provider. And then we would help in that way as well.
3: Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. I actually, um, I spoke at an event for the CMA, which is some, they have a similar thing going on and um, they asked me to speak because I've publicly talked about like having to take a break because of just extreme burnout. But the interesting thing, I use the word burnout, and that's sort of weird coming off of a pandemic environment where, Like you're saying, everything went away, but what they reiterated to me was when I told my story, it was an interesting thing to come back or try to come back to work when things did start to open up just a little bit. Um, And we were all excited. I think exactly like you're saying, like, oh, I just need this help for just a minute. You know, I was able to get a PPP luckily. So that helped me get through. But like what I think people don't understand about this industry in general is that like it disappeared. Our whole world revolves around touring. And that goes down to like what I do, which is hair and makeup and styling stuff. But people aren't doing shoots or we couldn't do shoots. They didn't have the money to do them. So everything went away. And what, you know, you look at like entertainment and think it looks so glamorous, but we're just hustling the same as everyone else. And if you're a freelancer like me, like the bus drivers, the crew, the everything, we don't get paid unless we work. So to not work for a full year is devastating. And what happened to me was like when I was coming back into the work, being so excited about that, um, I actually the overwhelm of what I had been carrying for the year of the pandemic that we couldn't work really hit. It's like it didn't, it was like a delayed sink in. And I'm hearing that from a lot of people. It's like, we're coming back to work. The overwhelm of actually the hours that we do work and like the stresses of that, it's like you're so out of practice, your body is like, whoa, 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 what? Um, But then you're also coming out of the intense stress of like financial ruin. Um, How am I going to get by? How am I going to pay my bills? I know they had like a lot of the crew members were having to go to like food banks. They couldn't even buy food and people don't know this stuff. Like this is the part of our industry that people do not know anything about. So can you speak to that a little bit? Like, are you kind of experiencing that?
4: Yeah. I mean, God, that breaks my heart. I mean, I get emotional about it still to this day because I still feel like we, we like, we just constantly kept trying to like, respond to what people needed. And we yeah. actually, about this time last year, we partnered with three restaurants in Nashville and they said that they would do like a $10 meal for people. And we, you know, that takes a lot of strength to be able to say like, I'm going to accept that this yes. meal and we, when we, you know, cause we have all of these recipients in a, in a database and, you know, we, we had hair and makeup people, we had stylists and we had everybody who's part of this like community um, when we emailed them and said, you know, we're doing, uh, we're doing this partnership with Sunda in Nashville. Um, they're going to provide a meal like on Monday night from six to eight, just, you don't, you know, you can go to this entrance and it was like, you know, people just responded and said, I'm coming." I, I have like, and because Sunda was like a nice meal. It was like, oh, exactly. these people are going to food banks, but like they were making just like a very simple, like pasta, you know, Asian pasta dish or something. And, and, um, everyone just, they accepted it, you know, they were like, mm-hmm. I need it. And this is kind of a nice night. Cause like the food's just a little bit better, but there were the food bank. It was just the incredible amount of humility. It takes probably to, to walk up and, and take that when, you know, like you're, Oh, you know, you, you're a member of, you know, a band that has you know, 10,000 people cheering you on at the totally. stage and to have to shift to that is, I just can't imagine what, you know, and for me, I mean, I, you talk about it. I, I talk about it too. It's like, we were always in such a response mode that I'm now like two years later, like finally kind of taking my own mental health journey seriously. Like I have mm-hmm. to check out. I mean, I just was on the phone with the Academy of country. I'm still like emotional for talking it's about okay. it. I was just talking to our CEO and he, he just told me today, he's like, I truly need a break. Like I need a break. He's like, tomorrow I'm hoping I can just shut off because it, you know, it it doesn't really ever stop. Like for us, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're constantly working. And, and so, you know, finally for me, it's all kind of really starting to, to like hit me. Like I should have been taking care of myself this whole time too, you know, but I'm not, but now it's not too late like now's the time I have to do it. Um, luckily, the fund, like people are not, um, people don't need as much financial support. So it, it, for me, I keep trying to get the word out. Like our fund is still open. So Kelly, like if you know someone who yeah. still struggling, like send them my way because we okay. still have money that we can give out to people. But thankfully we're not getting as many applications because I truly do think people are getting back on the road but the residual you know stress from that those two years or year and a half i think it's really affecting people and i'm so happy we're talking about it
3: if you know anything about me you know i am a massive creature of comfort it is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times so when i found cozy earth i quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that i could The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout.
0: at purdueglobal.edu.
3: Yeah, and I think I'm really glad that you brought up the topic of um, maybe the humility that comes with having to say like, I need help. Because again, our industry is one that is super glamorized and um, I know that when I was speaking at the other event, it was very much like one of my biggest points was my identity has been so tied into this job. And um, so when it went away, it wasn't even just these factors of stress. That was one piece of it that were so big and not knowing when things were going to come back and then they would come back and then they would go away again. And so it's like, it was literally just the biggest mind scramble all the time. Um, But the other piece is, is when you're sitting on your couch, worrying about all that stuff, you're also like, and who am I? like who am I? I it's it's it was the most interesting um experience of just like completely feeling like your identity went away and then sitting with yourself to to even recognize that like you don't even know yourself without what you do which isn't actually who we are you know but i think this is an easy industry to really tie your self worth and your own um, identity. I keep using that word, but that's the only thing I can think of, but like to what you do. And that has been a journey. I'm grateful because I have tools and I have a really strong community that's helped me through that. But I think a lot of people are also questioning everything because of that. Cause it's like, well, now we've realized everything can go away. And so like what can I really hang my hat on at the end of the day? And is this what I want to put so much energy and time into? And so you're having all these other things. And that just that's where the mental health piece of it really does come in, I think, is finding the tools, getting yourself on the right footing. And I'm so glad that you guys can provide financial support if anyone needs that. Um, but then, yeah, like asking yourself the hard questions. And one of the things that I love that you guys are doing is – interviewing different artists in the community. Like we'd mentioned the Brothers Osborne, love them. We always talk about them on the podcast because they're good friends of ours. But John recently did a really great interview with you guys and talked about his own mental health journey. And he mentioned like that he had been contemplating suicide and just got really deep with it. And I mean, I've heard those stories and he's mentioned a lot about his anxiety, but like I think that people associate again if you are rich and famous or you are an entertainer and you seem very successful, you can't have problems like that or that you don't have problems like that. So why are you guys really going into this video journey? What have you seen with that?
4: It's totally happened so organically. I wish I could say like this was some like well thought out, you know, a year of planning. It wasn't that at all. It was we knew we were going to make more of a bigger announcement about opening up our fund to help people. And rather than it being, you know, a press release and on our website, Oh yeah, here's a grant. You know, we wanted to make it a little bit like, it's okay to come to us. Like you can be anybody, you could be at any level in this like journey, but we're here to help. Like, and we're going to figure it out together because again, I've said this to you, I said to you in an email prior that I'm not a mental health, expert at all. Right. I just what I have heard from our recipients. I've heard from artists and we're in a position that we can help people. So we were thinking through ways to just elevate the conversation a little bit. And we thought, well, what if we got artists to actually talk about it? And John was one of those that, I mean, and cat, like sidebar, I love him too. I'm obsessed. with them. <laughs> They're, They're so, just good people. They so. are just good people. Like I just, like, I'm jealous. I want to be friends with them, but (laughs) maybe one day. um, John, his manager is Randy and I know her, you know, pretty well. And I called her up and I said, we're, we're thinking about doing this. And it wasn't even a hesitation. It was, yes, John would love to do it. And the response has been amazing. So we came up with like 30 different questions, just questions that are like, what do you do to take care of yourself? Like what was the hardest part of last year? Like, what are you looking forward to? And so we just asked them, it was kind of going to be like five minutes, five questions in five minutes. And then we decided to name it the check-in because we want, you know, we're checking in with people. So we, we, we provided the questions and we kind of just sent it out. And I think, you know, he chose five or six questions to answer. And the goal, you know, the goal of the project was just to kind of try to reduce the stigma of mental health and Illness for music lovers, but also for people in our community to know that we we can we're here to help. And he just said, I mean, when I got that video back from his manager, I mean, I was crying. I mean, I'm a sensitive person. (laughs) I was crying. (laughs) Oh my god, this is going to really help people. Like, yeah, this is powerful stuff. Like he is talking about. Like he's not being shy. And he said something in it that I'm just like I'm obsessed with. He said, the cost of admission of life is pain. And I don't think he came up with that, but he talks about it. And he said, you have to get, you have to feel that to get to a better place. And I mean, I just, it's totally sticks with me. So to me, I, I interpret that as we're all going to feel pain. It's, and it's okay. And you're, no, one's living life, having joy every day, 100 percent you know, 100%, unless they just are, just have really great drugs or something. I right. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> But the, you know, having that pain is just, you know, and then knowing that there's some, there's going to be joy. And he said, you could, it could be a day. It could be a week. It's a season. And to hear him talk about that is just so great. So then we, like, as I was talking to John's team, then I started talking to Lynn. I ran into Lindsay L actually at a at country thunder um, a festival and started telling her a little bit about it. And she said, Oh, absolutely. I want to do this. And then it's, it's like, it snowballed. I mean, ever since we announced it on Tuesday people, we've had probably five artists teams say, can we do it? Can we do it? So we're just going to keep rolling it out. I mean, again, there's no major, like there's, there's not going to be a moment at the end. Like this is what we accomplished. It's just, we just want people to keep hearing about it and being yeah. able to talk about it.
3: Yeah. And I love that because I think what you just mentioned about the, the piece of Johns, I love that part too, because it is, it's a part of the human condition to have pain. Right. And we have, I think, this was a problem before the pandemic, and maybe this is getting a little better because we've had this collective trauma, but we live in a culture that is pleasure-seeking constantly. And so whatever that means, and I think that's why we see so much addiction, that's why people are so out of touch with their emotions because we're just completely shutting it off to only feel pleasure. And that isn't being a human being. You can't actually feel true joy without feeling the pain too. Um, or that's how it's worked in my life, at least. So I'm happy that we're having the conversations to be like, hey, like pain is okay. You don't need to go medicate it away, but you do have these resources and it's okay to say that you're in pain and to ask for help and to have a community that you can go to in a safe way and have these conversations. So I think it's so interesting and helpful to see these people who we just assume would never have pain because they have these amazing lives and careers and you know you just assume someone like that would have it all figured out but what i was saying to you in the email earlier today even was like if naomi judd taught us nothing else if her life experience i mean ending in suicide recently taught us nothing else it's that you could have everything in the world all the money all the fame all the success and it can't change any of the pain that you're feeling internally, that's not going to fix it.
4: Right. I mean, it's so, it's, it can be so intimidating to, to take even that first step to say, I'm going to see a therapist, you know, I'm going to talk to someone about it. Um, I mean, even when I make my own, even when I make my own appointments, it's like, I, I end up waking up that morning. I'm like, you know what? I don't really mean, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm just going to, cancel. I'm going to postpone it. Cause there's something in me probably that's like, I'm a little scared to know, like to kind of dig deep, to know what's going on because I'm feel like I have to be on the surface so much with like my work and, and what I'm doing. And it's like, every time I go leave the office, it's like, Oh my gosh, like, I'm so glad I did that because I just figured something else out that I could probably do. That's going to help me like get through a moment that's, you know, I'm having a struggle, but the Naomi Judd, I don't know what it was. You know, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not an astrologer either, but there was something about that weekend that, mm-hmm. and when I don't know what it was, it was heavy. And I felt that my own personal heaviness, I don't even know what it was. And it's like, when I got that news, we were just about to announce this like days later. And it's, I struggled because it felt like, Does lifting life, does it look like lifting lives is trying to like capitalize on something or Mm. is this truly the moment that we should, this is, this is why we're doing this. Right. If this woman who seemingly has everything and she's about to embark on like a tour with her daughter does this, like, this is why we have to do this because there are, if if she's doing, if she's feeling that way, there's a million other people in this world that are probably feeling that way too today.
2: Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
3: That weekend, I was at in New Orleans at Jazz Fest and my best friend is um, a manager and she Uh, was with me and got the news and was supposed to go to the country music hall of fame. Like we were flying back early so that she could get to this event at the country music hall of fame where the Judds got inducted. And it was crazy because I was like, it was literally the day before. And you're thinking, what? why would you, it doesn't line up. It doesn't make sense, but that's how mental health is. And none of it is rational. And so that's why it is so important to be having these conversations, to say these things out loud, to say the stories that are happening in our own heads out loud, because if they live there, it's so, I mean, that's my most dangerous spot is to get stuck in here. You know, I'm pointing to my head for you guys listening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but it to me it was like the quintessential example like you're saying of just like this is exactly why we have to be doing this because she has everything right here the tour is about to start she's about to be inducted into the hall of fame and literally the next day and that didn't stop whatever narrative was
4: happening in her head it was yeah. tragic it was from for me like hearing that news and processing it and realizing that the country music hall of fame induction was the next day. It broke my heart into a million pieces thinking this woman just, she just couldn't, like, I think Ashley Judd said it, she just couldn't make it to the next day Mm -hmm. because the pressure of it all, the pressure of the tour. I mean, what, who knows what got to her, but it, it did. And it just was so tragic to think about what could have been going on in her head, but I'm sure we all have had moments like that. We are like, can I keep doing this, like,
3: yeah.
4: I just want to go to sleep, you know. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know what to do, but I'm just tired. Like, I don't want to
3: yeah. think about stuff anymore, yeah. Um, well, and I say this, I want to be very clear because I'm not sitting here being like, oh wow, wow, rich and famous people, right. like, it's not like that. It's just like I really have this um calling to normalize these conversations and also. Just there's this thing in me that just feels this sense of connectedness to everyone in this world, no matter who you are, no matter how rich, no matter how famous, no matter how in poverty you are. Like, we are all so connected, and I kind of want to take away these barriers that we have. Um, that, you know, the rich and famous are different than someone who lives in the projects like we're not. And so there's, there's something really important about us talking about this and helping each other, Mm -hmm. um, and really understanding that we're all in this together. Like, I love that saying, and I think there's some songs about it, but that are just like, we're all walking each other home, you know, like This is, it's, we're all supposed to be here to help each other because there is pain and there's joy, but how do we help each other during the dark times?
4: Yeah, I think, you know, I'm, it's like, it's, it sounds like such a weird thing to say, but I had the, I'm so grateful that I was able to read all of these applications that came in from people because it was all walks of life and I just felt so connected, like I wanted to reach through my computer and hug them. like, it, you know, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I, I, I had to say, so, you know, you have to keep some distance because this is sure. their life and they're asking, they're, they're asking for support. I can't, I can't email that person directly and be like, how are you doing today? You know, it just wouldn't yeah. be appropriate. like right. that person. They're asking for the help and they need it. But I have so much gratitude for hearing people's stories because it just makes it, you also just put things into perspective and you learn so much from them too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was being taught lessons by reading people's, you know, how did the pandemic affect you and just reading, you know, how they're trying to be still being a good mother or they're still trying to take care of their parents or they're trying to, you know, I mean, I got a lot of people that were saying like, I just, I need to pay my vet bill, you know, and I mean, that resonated with me. We have a dog who he's my baby. I've had him for 10 years. and I wouldn't know what I would rather starve than him not get, you know, medication if he was not feeling well, you know, and people were telling us that people were Mm -hmm. saying, I'm choosing not to do this because I, I just really need to help. Like my, you know, I need to pay my dogs that bills. And for us, we're like, we're going to help you and we're going to do it. And I, and I just felt like connected to it. Like you said, I just felt totally connected to all of these folks and they don't even know really who I am. They, you know, they don't know that because they, you know, they, they apply to like an info, you know, an info email. And, you know, they didn't know who was probably reading their their applications. But, you know, I'd love to just let them know, like, I heard you. And, and, you know, we're so glad that we're able to help.
3: Yeah. Well, so if you guys are in the music industry and still struggling, definitely check out ACM Lifting Lives. I know you guys have, your website has all the information of how to get in touch. Specifically, if you're looking for a grant, you can apply on the website. It's super easy, you guys. There's just one button you click and it takes you right to the forms. Also, if you're listening and you're not in the music industry and you're just like struggling, go watch these videos of these artists talking. I swear to God, it will help. It is like, for me watching, I was thinking, like, Yes, I mean, and I know some of these people. So it makes it even more personal. But even if you don't like these are people you've seen on a stage that are amazing musicians that have fans screaming them on and um, they they, you know, from the outside, I think we could all make up that they wouldn't have any sort of issues. But I swear to God, their stories sound just like yours, like they sound exactly alike. So can you tell the people where to go find um, these videos? And then also anything else you guys are working on?
4: Yeah, so you can go to acmliftinglives.org. Like Kelly said, that's a, a mouthful, <laughs> <But> <laughs> acmliftinglives.org, and you'll find the resources there. I mean, you can you can click on kind of the main screen. Jo- I think it's John. It is John Canada right now. Um, and that takes you to a YouTube, the ACM Academy of Country Music's YouTube page um, where a lot of the videos are living. But you can also find them on our socials, which I believe is ACM Country. Um, if you're on Instagram and I think it's at ACM lifting lives, if you're on Instagram, um, and you can find videos there as well, but truly, if you are someone who needs financial support or, you know, mental health support, please visit our website and we will, we will, we will catch you. Yeah. you Leave your information.
3: I love that, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else we can look forward to from you guys? Are y'all doing yes. more videos?
4: Yes, let's do some. Well, let's talk about two. Well, we are going to have more videos. We have okay. another one dropping on Tuesday. A, a big artist who talks about his mental health journey quite a bit. You hmm. I'm sure you know who he is, but I can, don't want to say his name yet. Okay. Um, Tuesday, June seventh, and then we are coming back to Nashville. So we last year we did our first ever party for a cause concert. Oh yeah. In and we are coming back on Tuesday, the twenty third. Um, and there's some great names, but I can't announce those either. That, okay. We're announcing those at the end of this month. And I think Kelly, you know some of the people as well. Um, <laughs> but you know, we'll have fun at that that event, and it'll be at the Sun Amphitheater. The tickets so, will be on sale at the end of June.
3: Oh, amazing. Okay. So check out the Instagram handle. I'll put obviously all this in the show notes, you guys, in the description of this podcast, but Instagram handle and website for updates on that.
4: Yep. Yep. Well, the Party for a Cause is up there as a save the date, but our lineup and tickets will go on sale at the end of June.
3: So fun. Oh, I I'm Amazing. excited you have to come, Kelly. I will for sure. Count me in. Great.
4: All right, you guys. Well, just
3: as we said, keep the conversations going. And um, you know, I'm always here too. If you guys need to reach out, you can hit me on Instagram at Velvet's Edge. Um, Lindsay, thank you so much for doing this. I love spreading the word and I love what you guys are doing. So I'm so happy we you could have
4: today. today. Thank you so much. We're 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 very honored to be able to, to help people. So thank you. Have a great day and a great weekend.
3: You too. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring.